once in a while, they'll get a DJ in who will throw down some like '90s alternative, or you know. But generally, I don't fuck with the radio. What radio station did you say? Under point three. 107.5 The Frank. Yeah, oh yeah. Because I just like grew up on job sites and we'd listen to Howard Stern and then you just like kept the radio on the same station and it was always like the classic rock. So I can pretty much, I can, I can sing every classic rock. That's on 107.5, 100%. That had to happen was uh, on the job sites. That's what was on when I was there. It was, uh, it was BLM for me back in the day. Yeah. But that's what they did. And if you threw country on, or you threw on uh, even TOS, which, or have you ever heard of TOS? What is TOS? Um, Top of Sugarloaf, but they were um, a radio station that was a little bit more alternative, hard rock. Yeah, then definitely not. Um, She had B94 and and A little bit different than what you were finding on all the other stations, but not always. 444. Maybe the only one who played Nine Inch Nails? Ooh. Nine Inch Nails is an excellent band. I mean, I never fuck with them hard, but that I wanna is fuck dope. you like an yeah. animal. I saw them in uh, Boston Garden. Uh, oh, we're talking. It was right out about the height of it. I'm gonna yep. go live. Somebody got tickets for it. The place nearly went into a riot. Yeah, it was yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's not my normal staple of music. I yep, just. Yep. But I was like, holy shit. This, it's cool. People were throwing like chairs out, and he had the whole audience fucking kneading out of his hand. And, Oh, yeah. He was that kind of a uh, performer where yeah. you wanted that from him. So Command sort of like audience. Tools. Um, Tools is amazing. Ooh, no one told me I, I was just going to mention them. They're, you smell? They're right oh, yeah. There, I have some deodorant. They were some of my favorite. Really Definitely smell a little bit. Like, no, you know. Did you ever get to see them? I had never seen them live. But I saw him up in Augusta like, in the oh, yeah. auditorium once. Yep. I saw his side project here in Lewiston once. Oh, sick. And uh, then I saw Tool. Actually, I. Th- Another wait. I want to say it was the third time. Could have swore I saw the third time. I saw Faith No More in eighth grade. Oh, the, was that in Lewiston? Oh, oh, no, no. UConn, Connecticut. I mean, that's, I'm from. Oh, that's why. Yeah, you're originally I from. I was up at the UConn campus, and I was in fucking eighth grade. I don't know how they let me. Mike's there, you know in. what I'm saying? Like, I look back at some of these stories, and I'm like, who the fuck let me in? I was like a child. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, that's how it goes down. I guess. You're number two. If you want to switch over, you're number two. Okay. Oh, we got a lighter. For sure. Somewhere. Sick. Oh, yeah. The Guava Tangy's kind of. Uh, Guava Tangy King in the house. I know. It's, Is that what like, dirty to it? So that's why I've always. I'll tell you why I always liked Guava Tangy. I'm sure people want to know. Yeah, that's, that's probably the good way to start. Uh, Just be easier. No, because I'm old school, dude. I take a bud and I don't crush it up or nothing and I stuff as much as humanly possible into a bowl with like some usually coming out the top. Chunky bowls. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I just hit it as I go. And uh, you know Do you want to plug in some music? It's gonna taste like shit in two seconds. Yeah, go ahead. But So I missed it? What was it what you you've liked Gave Tanji. What? What? What, 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 did you say, what, wait, what did you just say? Can you say that again? Can you say that again, Ter? Yeah, how'd you say that, Carrie? Guava. Guava Tanji. Uh, <laughs> I could tell you the entire story of Guava Tanji. Please like, tell the whole yeah. story. I thought it was Guava Tanji. <laughs> guava Tanji. Well, so the Guava Tanji is shout out to my boy Jack and Pete. They were at Lodestar at the time. They're now uh, Green Trap. 
it was just in a clone trade. I had a, a bunch of stuff that I gave them, and they gave me a handful of cuts, and it was one of them. Um, I rocked the GG4 out of that that they had for a while, and the Grandpa's Breath for a decent minute, and actually that Grandpa's Breath was always really amazing. People fucking love that shit, even more than the Guava Tandy. Uh, so yeah, it was just, it was just a cut that was given to me, and, uh... <laughs> but you took it to, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it's, you kind of took it to the next level, though. How, why do you think, like... I think it well, plays really good because so, it's a so tangy... So I a handful of cycles at other Can spots. Can I grab a lighter? Um, I ended up, uh, you know, it was one of the, the first strains I started growing at this new facility, uh... Before the first drop of it, I was like kind of ready to yeah. bail on it. I had gotten a bunch of seed packs. I had grown it a <laughs> bunch. I was like, dude, I just want to do a bunch of new stuff. And then it just like people just loved it. You know, I, I, everyone who had tried it previously loved it. I loved it. You know, it yeah, was yeah. a fan favorite. Like I said, it's like wicked energetic. Tastes fucking great. I like to just, you know stuff a huge bowl and take a couple hits. I mean, I'm, I'm not getting mad high all the time. Right. Uh, I smoke weed a lot, but in smaller, like, You're amounts. You're smoking a little bit of weed all the time. Right. I'm never getting, like, completely fucked up, basically. Um, that worked for you? And so, because, uh, yeah, I've, I've been... I've been sober for over 11 years from drinking and, like, doing drugs and stuff. So getting all fucked up is not my thing. Um, if I were to, moderation. like, have any... A little any, bit more moderation. Yeah. So if I were to have any, like, intox, serious intoxicant enter my system right now, I would just be so fucked up and probably, like, wicked uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Which is weird because back... Coming up when I was younger, that's just like all out. That's what I was about. That was life. I was just the biggest party animal. Everyone I hung out with was, you know, we had the best drugs. And were you lots were raised of them all the in time. Connecticut? Did you say you were raised in I Connecticut? I was born and raised in Connecticut. Born and raised, yep. So yeah. before we get too deep into anything, um, I know something that we want to touch about, touch upon, and something you've been really big about has been the MGA, you know, the Main Growers Alliance and things like that. I don't know if we want to. Just kind of, I know it's something we want to get out of the way. We want to talk about right away. That way we could. Well, that it, was more so we when we were around. Hey, that would have been more so with the P, uh, Patrick here as well. Right. Um, we could touch on it real quick. Well, Pat and I will come back and do like a whole thing. Sure. You know? um, He's a busy man. Yeah, totally. But um, some, when you can get some summertime, when you've got an extended family like that, when you, it's summertime, you got to be able to take advantage of that too. I totally, understand yeah. that. So no harm, no foul. Um, yeah, but yeah, you want to touch on MGA? What are you looking for, Evan? No, nothing. I was just trying to... Show okay. Um, yeah, so the Maine Growers Alliance, um, you know, we're focusing on keeping Maine, uh, you know, craft cannabis destination. And, uh, you know, we formed a bunch of growers of, uh, you know, all got to, uh, gotten together and... Uh, did it start more or less with cultivators in mind first and then started expanding out? Or was it all... It's all pretty much cultivators. all cultivators. I mean, any there's some people who are cultivators and processors, I would say. I don't even know if we have any straight processors. And I don't... 
That would be totally cool with me. I mean, the group is very democratic. It's not, you know, that they're we're you were voting on the, everything. Yeah, Any, nothing's process. just happening very. by chance. Um, so it, it would be the group's decision, and I'd be totally cool with it. However, it went down. Hey, I guess if they said like, no, no cult or no uh, processors, <laughs> you know, just cultivators. Like, oh, so the NGA is is uh, a democracy led. Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and for any for anyone that's like listening, maybe that wants to know. If they are a cultivator of some sort, they want to get into it. What are you thinking? Like, how do they contact you? What's the best way to get in contact? If Through the website, there's a uh, email. And then, uh, you know, once we're contacted, we have uh, a response. And, you know, there's a questionnaire so that we can get to know the applicant. Yeah. You know, how they found out about us, you know, what they're about, what they're doing. Um, because obviously we're going to want to know that, um, mm -hmm. you know, the integrity for me, the integrity of the group is very important. Right. And I know it is, you know, for a lot of the other members. So, um, and what does it mean? Uh, uh, I mean, integrity level. Yeah. Yeah. What is like, what you want us to like expand on that a little bit? Like, what is, what do you mean when we talk about integrity level? Yeah, so I guess I like a, what's the rubric or yeah, what are some of the red you. flags that red might come flags. up? Like, a, a well, like, you know, uh, to just summarize it real quickly, I don't know how much you want to touch on it, but like, yeah, uh, go ahead. you know, we would want to know that their, uh, you know, values as far as where this industry is going to go in Maine are aligned with ours. Um, you know, more Which generally. Which is protecting Maine craft cannabis. Craft cannabis, and correct. And not. Extending out <clears throat> like into markets as well, protecting the markets as well, because you almost have to be at all. Uh, you need to protect everybody at all steps of the phase in the garden and outside of the garden, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, or maybe, maybe I'm not. I'm kind of not sure where you're going sure. with that one per se, but um, right. Disregard. Uh, <laughs> let me think of it. Uh, um, sure. Sorry. I feel like. I messed it up. No, I think, you know, right, right now, I think, I think, Maine has an amazing craft cannabis situation. It has one of the best med markets and med programs uh, in the entire country. Uh, you know, we're basically the front runners on the East Coast here. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Potentially you know, we haven't runners. fucked anything up that badly yet. It's still, uh, you know, a good situation. I, I was just talking to a guy in Rhode Island. It's a mess down there. It sucks. I think, yeah. uh, you know, now the cultivators are wanting to leave. And well, it's, even if you look at it, we, we might potentially have set up or being set up to be the best market in the country for craft cannabis. I don't know. Absolutely. any. I'm not like, if you look around, there's not many other States that are, are on track that, that you don't, you can become part of the market as a small business owner, you know, and I feel like that's important to Maine. You look at Colorado, it started out like that. It is not like that anymore. Correct. Everyone can attest like that. California, Oregon, every single state. Granted, we still have that recreational period to go through. And I still think you're going to get a big push from bigger shops, but I, I did not see this type of uh, commuting camaraderie in other states that I went to that had uh, a developing med or rec market. Yeah, it doesn't exist. You're 100% right. I, I need to do the research. Uh, did it exist before on their markets when they were in medical? No, it's like only one, might have be, a the only one might be Oklahoma, but that's going to be so oversaturated Oklahoma's because Oklahoma dope. just like I, opened up to everything and I feel like there was, they, I, I want to see something there's like 150,000 applications for caregivers. So it's like, like it's so, uh, for example, Pennsylvania to play the game, uh, you have to prove you uh, have like a million half, half a million in the bank and then 2.3 for the license itself. 
Right. And like, well, so, so that would be, be on the so furthest you, end of the spectrum right, of what right. I would consider to be the wackest setup ever. That's close to Massachusetts. The worst possible Very thing that could happen to mm. marijuana, and absolutely the worst thing that could happen to the marijuana consumer. Yeah. Uh, and absolutely. patient. And I'll even one up you, Evan. Uh, Maine is the best medical and craft cannabis right. market in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna take that trophy home. No, yeah, I uh, think. And it's yo, Michigan evident. is dope. Michigan Michigan's is dope. got wick. I know, like you some watch sales the reps. You watch the nation, Michigan. Bro. I feel like that, that goes unnoticed too. Michigan, yeah, you are probably yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, Michigan's strong. got a dope underground scene. Uh, a lot of auto pot users in Michigan. I do know an auto pot user down in Oklahoma City. We chat a little bit here and there. It sounds pretty cool down there. So like. There are some spots. I'm trying to think of where else, though. It, it get That list is thin, dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Oregon totally fucking destroyed their whole oh. marijuana market. Right. Um, who was it that we had up here? We had a influencer who was in the Oregon uh, scene when the Oregon scene was. Do you remember who that was? Uh, somebody who uh, Boom introduced us to. Harry Dobbs? Oh. Would that have been him it over there? Or like custom girl somebody who had yeah. been, or it could have been him. Son of a bitch. But uh, they were here and we got to talk to him. And he yeah. was, I was like, what, so what's going on in the Oregon scene now? Yeah. And he said, uh, it's holding on by its bootstraps. Pretty much 90, 95% of it went away. Yeah, yeah. And there's a small contingency of them that are trying to make and starting to make a revival. Right. But uh, that's as far as it's gone. I just well, uh, I, you know, I, I but they, hear, they didn't protect I, themselves before when it was medical as totally. a grower. They didn't do that. I, 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 I didn't watch. I, I wasn't aware of the market back then. I wasn't watching. Uh, I it. think what happened early on in some of these states is that people were like so excited that they could get like a form of legalized marijuana and to be the first and to be so progressive and stuff in that their anxiousness to do all that. They didn't like pay attention to the details enough. Mm-hmm. And then like all the politician and corporate lawyers and corporate weed companies kind of like, you know, did a lot of the fuck shit that you see here, but on a grander scale and were able to just completely change it to the point where they like can't really come back on it right now. I would, you know, I don't know. I do hear a lot of reports from some of these states where people are like, oh, I used to like sell weed and make money and support my family. And like, now I can't do it. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people really aren't that serious or professional or really that great at growing weed, not in Maine in particular, but everywhere. And like, I think mostly when I talk to a lot of the sales reps who go around um, like all over the country, there's kind of like a smaller, smaller percentage share in each state of very good producers who have amazing craft products and uh, the rest of the field is I'd say I'd say that, uh, and this is no disrespect being a Mainer and totally. being from Maine and having seen and, and seen local Maine growers, what their achievements have been. We had a migration of caregivers totally. or all you're one of them yeah. and if maine didn't have that migration i don't think our flower would be uh where we could really call it a true craft right. not on its own it wouldn't be as powerful it wouldn't be like what it is i mean some you guys came here because perfect. you wanted a, a chance for a life and a lifestyle and this is a great way of protecting that 
I mean, the market, going on. That's why I try to get back. The market, yeah. the market kind of came up in a way that almost encouraged perfect competition. It wasn't like too saturated, but it had enough competitors where like everyone strived to be, to be good enough. You know, it didn't like crush anyone. But there was, a, well, before it, there was a high of now, there was a point where it was pretty low in the mm -hmm. market and it became really competitive and the best yeah. flowers sold for the best price. So I don't, th I think like there was a good enough, a good amount of competition enough, a uh, good market in place that it bred really good growers, you know? And I think that influx really helped the competition. I don't know if we didn't have all those people come in. No, the more I go around, the more I find out that, oh shit, you're not a Mainer, like originally from Maine. Oh, totally, there's a ton. I, <clears> I and it's, and it's more than half, point, it's I, gonna be more than half that I've met. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Who are I, still playing right now. Especially at the to top of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so yes, in Maine, right. you got a lot of guys who maybe started even growing 20, 15, 10 years ago, whatever. It's a big fucking state, it's like, really rural you know people are like you know feel like they can get away with it so you got guys who started earlier and stuff like that whereas in other states people are just more scared to death of doing that so a much smaller percentage mm -hmm. you know back in the day you had to actually have balls to be in this industry mm -hmm. now they just fucking take any clown off the street but uh <laughs> you know uh, the thing is, hey, is there, was a lot, there was a lot less people involved uh -huh. before and you had to like do something to be relevant. Yeah. And uh, so, but I, I think like geographically and the way Maine is set up, Maine was a good place to outlaw grow. It always has been. And then there was a pretty decent culture. I, I'd say Vermont, very similar. Yeah. There's been mad weed growing in the hills up there fucking forever. Pots are gonna be a sub irrigation bottom feed. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, you're gonna handle it exactly like you'd handle any transplant of any plant, really, in the first moment. So transplant it, you know, do whatever you want, amendments, things like that, and then you're gonna top water it for two weeks uh, duration. With However, a, you know, I Christ, a lot with, of times I'll and everything? hand water. I mean, I'll, I'll hand water it good on mm -hmm. the transplant and a lot of times I might not even come back to it for like four days mm -hmm. three and a you know whatever uh and then water it again and you know at that point the root zone is like less developed and it's like a lot more cocoa filler mm -hmm. at that point it hasn't filled out the uh, pot so you would water it a lot less a lot of times I do it with just like a little measure pour uh by the end of that two weeks I usually roll through with the hose wand which, I mean, it sucks bringing a long hose wand into a big room. It just gets caught on everything. So that's always a pain in the fucking ass, too. Um, but then at about, at a minimum of 10 days, and basically 10 to 14, I usually am in, like, that 14 range, um, you basically turn on the shutoff valve, and all the water is going to go down, uh, liquid feed water, whatever you got in there, is going to go down uh, through gravity, and go down the half inch main line and then to the quarter inch lines. And then there's in essence like a toilet All above bowl. the floor? Do you uh, run the uh, yeah, piping? Yeah, I run them on like the floor, them I gotta get tables. Oh, you, yeah, are you I planning on that? soon, I'm yeah. like busted up physically, but um, if ideally, you have a huge how, Ideally tank, how high would the tables go up? 
Like how, so how much more are you bringing you it? You can actually have the tables up and the auto pots on them and still get the gravity to push the water uh, down and then back up into the table, but you have to have a pretty large volume of water. So I have like 175 gallon uh, holding tanks outside of the flower rooms. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's a huge volume of water. It's yeah. very heavy. So like- It's gonna out, push. Yeah, it's gonna push through the tubing and then go back up into the table like that. But regardless, uh, it goes down the half inch line, goes to the quarter inch lines to each, you know, pot. And then there's a, in essence, like a toilet bowl valve. So basically the same reason that your toilet has water running to it at all times, but it rises after you flushed it and then it hits that piece and it like kind of stops itself. Stops it, right. Yeah. It, it pushes it up and pushes, it pushes the valve it up, down. It like shuts valve. off yeah. the back part, right. Yeah. And so. Um, I could play with that for hours. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so um, after that two weeks, your root zone will have kind of grown down in that pot. In with the auto pot sub irrigation on the root zone, the the roots are gonna the, the largest mass of roots will be at the bottom, and they'll spiral around a lot because all of the nutrients and are coming up and then moving up into the root zone like that. And then I fill the bottom with like. Uh, like a crushed gross. I used to use these crushed grow stones. Now we've just been using like a chunky perlite mm -hmm. and I put like an inch or two on the bottom for drainage. And so that it actually goes through that first. And then does that affect, how's that affect? I was just thinking of that. If you've got that heavier concentration of water on the, on the, on the base, on the bottom. Yeah. The roots are going to gravitate towards that uh, a hell totally, of a lot more. Totally. What's the root? Well, so what's the, actually, what's, what I, uh, happens there with the roots? One step, have you noticed you changes? A, they have a piece of uh, copper woven fabric that goes in first and then the perlite over the top of that. And what the copper woven fabric does is at, the roots will try to grow down out of the pot. Yeah. Because that's where the water source is coming from. So they're going in that direction. They want to and did it and just don't give a shit. They're as going close there. as they can get to but, it. So no. the copper face fabric, uh, when the roots hit that, they basically go back up and spiral, spiral around. Back inside the soil? Inside Correct. the medium? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So that, uh, well, otherwise they would grow uh, into the valve and then that would like clog it. Yeah. And or create some sort of weird situation potentially that would like... But you oh, haven't had that happen with them. Uh, I've had a couple slip by before, but uh -huh. you just like rip them off or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the roots, so the roots growing back up in, I'm just curious because I never even thought of that. So Traditionally speaking, that's not what roots end up doing. How, how's that so differ? So if you were to take plant? it out at the end, it's going to, uh, and then like inspect the root zone. Generally what you're going to see is like a bunch of like splintered roots on like the top half. Yep. And then, like, the bottom half is just going to be, like, a mass of roots. Like, literally, like, grown into each other, on top of each other, just, like, mm -hmm. a, not, like, even individual strands at that point. They're, like, a, a ball. mass. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a heavy growth. That's yeah. that's becoming more... But, so, you know, that, 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 it's just <clears throat> an auto-feed, I mean, and, and that's where the auto-pot, it automatically shuts off when they get enough. And the way that the proprietary tray that they sit in is, it's got some little bump ups, you know, on the inside. So the pot is kind of raised a hair. And then on the underside of the pot, almost looks like a splintered sun. It's all these little slits. 
So they've got it down so that it's getting moisture, but only a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. So in essence, those on the auto pots, once you flip the valve on, unless you restrict it, because sometimes I fuck around and I'll restrict it. If I think they're getting too much water or something, I'll turn it off and let it sit for eight hours and then turn it back on again. I mean, you, you can do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, they're getting moisture and feed and water all the time. You've been but, doing it this way for a, how, how long now? Have you been uh, working with auto pots? Probably like we talking a few four, years, four, 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 four years, four maybe? years. Yeah, I'd have to. Oh God, time goes by now. I can't so even give or take, in, in that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I've been at it for a while. When you made that transition, um, what was you must have been like? Uh, well, of course, it's taking a risk in in new tech. Oh, I'm I'm the worst with that, dude. I I'm a fucking riverboat gambler, dude. Yeah. I'm yeah yeah. I actually to my own my own detriment. Yeah. I mean, dude, a lot. You know, like I went to this facility and like every fucking thing I bought was brand. You know, like I I, I it was all new. Everything mm-hmm. I got, it was like that's the first time I'm using this thing. That's the first time I'm using that yeah, thing. Like, right. And so yeah, you know, the industry has changed like that now. Um. Was the you know, there, uh, there's going to the... be a huge curve on like LED lights. I, you know, I, I'm mostly using LED lights on racks for clones and cloning. Um, I've they had respond just, like, better. They respond better in that in that stage. Well, specifically for that stage, I think LEDs are like a match made in heaven yeah. for cloning and, and things like that. So, like even early on in the LED game, it was a good fit for that. Mm-hmm. Early on in the LED game, no one could flap basically. Like people are like, yo, we can veg with these things and that's cool, but like we cannot flower. No, and then it I, you like know, it now it, it's come around. I people are effectively flowering huge facilities with LEDs. I the problem is it's so cost prohibitive. For a guy like me, it's just out of the question. Yeah. There's no way I could afford that. Yeah. Uh and yeah, the return so, on that type I, of- I would I, I mean I, my question is this, so okay. <clears throat> Um, not at all, <coughs> but something I always question Bless is, you. so the, the big child of LEDs is that they pay themselves off over time. Well, correct. Big, but, big so warranty, but, but technology moves so fast that what's just like, my opinion is like, like, oh, they're lifetime warranty. They, they're a 10 year warranty or something like that. They're, you know, over, they'll pay for themselves in five to six years. I don't know. I've never seen anyone yet stay with a light for five to six years. Most of the time, like all these people have been switching up. And even if they do, you know, you're at, at one, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I always feel like technology moves so fast that making an investment that's going to pay off in five to six years. And, it, and it, especially in an industry so young can be a little bit imperative. No, you might be right. The payoff period for new tech, new ideas like that has no, to be a little bit faster. I, I actually think so. It's more about like, at what point are you going to jump in? So mm-hmm. I guess I can think of like some other uh, brands and companies here who had like way more money and resources available to them. So in that situation, I would agree that it would make sense to jump in now yep. by the best possible ones you can and dial in your shit with those. Great. Yeah. I think because a guy like me who can't afford it now, I'm going to have to do it later on. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have to maybe like... Unless you weigh the options and like kind of try to dial yeah. that in, whereas these guys, yeah, maybe they're like selling an entire facility's worth for pennies on the dollar to some guys and getting all new ones. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then they're like, oh well, we fucking crushed with LED. Like we've got this down to a science now, and uh, 
you know, we're effortlessly training uh, new employees on how to do it and things like that. So, I, I mean, I, it really depends, I think, uh, you know, on where you would be at. Um, for me, there's just no way I would be able to, like, they're so expensive that it would just be extremely for, cost prohibitive. For some, mm, listeners, yeah. for some people that maybe not know, and I don't know either, can you put it in comparison how much a thousand watts would cost, say, for an HPS light, like a normal flying light, versus how much a thousand would cost for like a, the same mid range? Totally. I, was, I mean, I, I've been getting like Gavitas, and I, mean, I, I think I was getting the 1.0s, and then they discounted them a bunch. Now they get the 2.0s, but they're, you know, they're 300 ish. You know, if you get a bunch, they give you a deal. Yeah. You know, a lot of these LEDs, even if you get a ton, they're 12, 13. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. So that's it's what like I've noticed. totally, will it use less energy? 100%. But you're looking you at know. three to four times the output cost right. just to get your lights mm, up. So you need to be a larger facility. But, or you, uh, really? No, not necessarily. No? I mean, actually, no. I mean, I think, dude, you can crush with like four LED lights. I know guys who have four LED lights in like a basement square room. And they just do awesome work. Yeah, they're pulling. Like you don't need a lot of AC power at that point, too. I mean, you know, it's not they, those things don't produce right. as, nearly as much heat as a Kavita. Kavitas are hot, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've the LEDs produce some, some wattage. Heat, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, you yeah. know, they always try to sell you on that. You, you know. Uh, but you, you definitely maybe not don't the same need intensity. They use less. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, but it yeah, might yeah, not yeah. be as much as they're trying to sell it. And I also think that that's, I guess, my argument too. Is I feel like the the argument is that payoff is. You know, it takes a while to get the payoff. And for some people, it makes sense. Like, you look at Meowie Jane, I think she's been running LEDs now for, like, she's going to, like, three years. You know, so she started. Right. She had the same ones, I'm pretty sure, too. You know, the, the, she's No, those would have been the same ones because that been, company still sells those. And as, she's been yeah, in it yeah, for a yeah. while. What kind so of LEDs are they? Those are the Fluence Vipers, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. So she's got to be paying those off. And, like, that's that's awesome. You know, to see someone. She was in it, I think, before anyone was really doing it. She had a dialed-in facility with that. So that was pretty cool to see something like that. And those are the people that I think will really get the full advantage because when the new stuff does come out, they'll be at the sixth, seventh year with those LEDs. You know, they're already going to have taken full advantage of them and really gotten the full payout i just don't know if jumping in right now unless like eric says you're fully capitalized i don't know if jumping in is the smartest move because who knows well i mean we've seen how fast trends come and go cmh or cmh lights you know uh, uh, all the different ones every style it's like a new year there's a new light so you know what mm. i'd love to do right now is have pallet racks and just tons of 315s and have double tier that's like, like or cannabis and like Nevada i don't know man there's just like a... something about that i think it'd be so nice and neat and it just like the light would be smaller but the rows would be smaller and it would just be like right on them like i don't know i could see that being really awesome mm -hmm. um I just got a bunch of Lux 315s and like immediately bought a bunch more. They were definitely. Oh, you really like nice. him? Yeah. Those How I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Gavitas suck and they're owned by Monsanto, but yeah, they're cheap and effective. And, you know, like, yeah, at some point in time, uh, you know, we'll see how things go, and I You've would gotta just be able take to them just... all down and <clears throat> sell them for dirt cheap and like outfit the whole place with leds i mean i think at that point i would probably try to double tier the place my place isn't that big yeah and long and term gonna, it's yeah. gonna be considered small mm -hmm. yeah that's true i'm shooting to be like a micro growery in the end you're gonna be looked at like that totally i mean but if i have five thousand square feet and then i double tier it and the place is like logistically really well set up you know, I'm hoping to have like the smallest team ever. Um, you're, you're readily running no, on the efficiency. Funny. You want to make, you want to produce the best gas 
at the most efficient way possible. And sense. that is a hell of a uh, thing to do because it's not easy. Right. No, no, you no, know what sure. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, we, we should touch on, too, you just uh, started a hash lab recently, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, It's been a while now. <laughs> Dude, it's like that happened really just fucking it's the newest project, you're right. accident. I mean, I, that, there's like, no grand That was brought on by necessity? Uh, there was just no grand benevolence whatsoever to that. It totally happened by chance. I mean, it was something that I was, like, always had in the back of my mind. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the fact that we were sitting on space that we couldn't use. Uh, my girlfriend has the other half of the building and her own LLC and her own caregiver stuff and then we're each other's assistants. And we have like all, you know, I sublease to her and everything. Yeah. Um, but like we had two 500 square foot uh, flower rooms. We have four. Um, and that's how it was going to be designed. But like a lot of other people, I kind of thought things would have like progressed a lot quicker mm. and then they didn't. And a couple you of those. You mean on a state, on a political level? On just a, every on like, a, yeah, just yeah, not it, moving forward. I, yeah. I, you know, when I got into the lease, I just figured like by the time I built the place out, I would, they, things would just fall into place and I'd be able to use the whole thing. And that just didn't happen. Socialistic, anti-centric, body's healthy, mind is wealthy, plus they flow that will propel me to be a native, get creative, original and designative, listen to the line that's playing, listen hard to what Q's saying, politicians are magicians, make your vote, they hope they're wishing, ambiguous words, senseless verbs, they all amount to crap that's heard, violent hip-hop, money flip-flops, promoters won't book, but it still rocks, I'm a Zulu, yes a true blue, red alert is with the poo-poo, ozone layer, loses flavor, here's the edge that you will save see an other level garden store coming anytime soon uh, i mean Sold. that's that's just kind of really it's funny people ask me that that's really far away from something that would even be possible. enticing I, mean, I just would not i gotta get this building finished first yeah um one project you know, at a time and yeah it's yeah no i would never try to jump into like a million things it's hard enough just to run this building and and that's because i don't want to just hire a bunch of people um you know, in essence, what happened to me with like woodworking and carpentry and all that is like, I found that when I had um, a bunch of employees, I was basically just a babysitter and I wasn't even really doing any of the work. I was just like, get one dude set up, get another dude set up, kind of, kind of get everyone going. And then like literally the first dude already like needs your attention again. Yeah. And I could never focus on anything. 
Well, I'm a hyper focuser. Like I want to be able to really dive into something, give it all my attention. And, uh, but it's also second nature for you too. Yeah. Being so in, that's being it's room. very difficult when something's that second nature for you to be instructional um, with it, to be instructional with it, dude. It's stuff that you take for granted. That's just so obvious to you. And you've done a million times is not obvious to others. And, you know, my girlfriend can tell you that. It would force you to, I would think it's like, uh, it would force you to slow down. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not, and good, look I'm at not a slow down kind of guy. micro, <laughs> micro. <laughs> <laughs> you? You? <laughs> no, 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 no. You almost have to become micro about each project. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah. That's a lot of micro. That's, you know, right that now I'm trying to design and finish up all the bells and whistles on the spot so that like the least amount of stuff can go wrong so that I could just pull the next person who walks down the street right here in and start training them and whatever their skill level may be do you think there's given- gonna be the least possible chances for things to go wrong and that it, there's like things are like fool safed. Right. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And like to some degree with like, you know, the troll master and then like, you know, having cameras in the room That's so you Shirley's can see what's troll going master. on. That is my nickname troll master. You know, you you can you can What about what about taking somebody on you were talking about it? Oh uh, in other climates uh, through through the country that growers are are still recognizing Maine. I know Northfire just came here like two years ago um, yeah. from uh, Upper State New York. They look um, like they do amazing work. Right, yeah. absolutely. I don't know them, but yeah, I've followed them on their page. It looks like they do. But they came as recent market. as two years ago, and and yeah. some some like yourself are expanding into something the uh, your your space, but. Well, would there be partners from out of state that would have an interest in pairing up as respected in their business? Uh, uh, well, respected so, cultivators. I'll touch on that. Um, well, yeah. So, so, so let, as a, like a bad dude, example, partnering, but saying, in this, partnering in this business never works. I no. mean, Christ, I don't know if we can even find an example of it working. You know, it, it, they all fail. They all end up in a disaster. It's really tough to fucking partner up with another grower. To have a similar, like, work ethic that's going to jive with you. I mean, a lot of times you're seeing, like, dudes who are at one time wicked close and good friends yep. just totally falling out. You know, it's a it's a setup for disaster. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always wanted to have someone else at that building. I didn't fucking like even really sign up for this. And Mm -hmm. I just like, I don't know. I was never able to find someone who was like, I have the same type of skill level and drive and I'm going to come up with the resources that you are. I I would never get in a situation where, um, you know, I like had an investor or someone tell me what to do. It just would make me completely nuts. That was an important factor. Is that an important factor for the Maine Growers Alliance as well? That it's more of a self-funded type of individual I mean, individual that, you know, uh, yeah, to that degree, I, I, you know, there is like the actual legal uh, laws that you have to be like at least 51%. <laughs> you know, everyone in there now... Um, is self-funded. I mean, you know, 
did some of these people get a loan from their dad and some stuff like that? You know, that, I sure. don't, I seem to think that that's No, 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 that's almost even. essential. Yeah. That's like almost essential. Like if someone can just like throw you a personal loan and then you can pay it back and they don't have any say, you know, cool. Well, uh, well we were just having this discussion too and I feel like uh, there's, regardless of how it was, like the end of the day, a lot of these people went into it for a livelihood. A livelihood is money. Like this was not the hippie movement of the 70s and 80s with a lot of these people that are in it correct. now. It's not like these people were doing it for love, peace, and to fight the government. They were doing it because it was money involved. Right. So I think now all of a sudden for a lot of these groups and these same people to say, we don't like money. It's like, well, wait a second. You did until it started kind of working against you. So I think there has to be, you have to welcome the competition at the same time. And I think a lot of people like you, that we just talked about how the competition has made the market what it is. But yeah. I the think Main that- Growers Alliance uh, is full of people who are realists. I mean, obviously we're all right. in the med market now. Yep. Uh, I would say that most all of the people who are in the Main Growers Alliance at this point will someday go wreck. Mm-hmm. Or I kind of am confused at what they're even doing. Just at uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, like, I, 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 like, I'm like helping to lead the group that hopes to keep it med the longest and hopefully forever. <clears throat> and, um, you know, we'd like to have the most shining med program uh, in the country or mm-hmm. even the world. But, you know, the no, problem right. is and there's so be. many forces working against that. You know, the politicians are very eager to take, you know, basically legal payoffs to, you know, uh, give these companies uh, advantages that are just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the corporate lawyers are lined up to take the money on, like, all different sides. They're winning like crazy. That's, like, what they do. That's mm-hmm. their like job description, basically. Um, <laughs> they don't care about an industry or people. If they do, they suck at their job. Mm. Um, so, and you know, those people who are in that industry are very driven by success. So they want to be good at stuff. And you know, unfortunately for us, them being good at stuff is bad for people like myself and other guys in the Main Growers Alliance who. I don't know. Like, I just, if I someone came to me with really a crazy important. offer, I would rather just do it on my own and eventually one day just fail and all these huge corporations came in with billions of dollars. Like, the biggest gas station company on the planet is getting into weed because yeah. the most cigarettes are sold at gas stations. I mean, you know, whatever. That's going to happen. Like I said, I hope to be a craft cannabis micro growery where people are like, we want to fuck with your shit yeah. because there's the fewest amount of people, you know, touching it. And you're the complete opposite of all this shit over here that we don't like. Right. Um, but it's not, it, no one knows how that's going to parlay. Or, the craziest thing too is like, there is, there's business people in states across the United States. Uh, in some of the, in some states that have uh, really strict laws against cannabis in particular, and they have been nonstop now for probably the past couple of years bankrolling when there's people in their state who are, are probably facing, you know, massive prison sentences for the fraction of the cost. So it is kind of a screwed up system because we talk about how there's bust here sometimes. You know, the feds obviously are looking for state interstate travel and stuff like that. But then there's, you know, companies are, are owned in New York and they're publicly traded. It's like, so how does that, how do, where's the legality of that? You know, is there, is it just yeah, the, you brought that up when before. you're above a certain cap, if you're, yeah. if your market cap is 50 million plus, you're no longer <laughs> look, looked at by the feds. Cause if you think about it, they're still dumping money into 
a marijuana business from right. another state. So the know? corporations, the way I see it, um, they realize what the laws are. They're very familiar with that. They have people who are studying them intently, and then they just hire corporate attorneys to figure out how to just totally skirt that. Mm-hmm. And then they have it set up in their slush fund that if they get caught, uh, you know, they'll make a payout. And that's like when you see wellness get the OSHA and the pesticide. I mean, they already got that built into the budget. Yeah. 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 That's just standard operating for them. Yeah. You know? Um, So much the way, like, the organic farmers have gotten fucked kind of, like, all over the place from the corporate farming structure. Oh, yeah. You know, it's really the same thing here. Uh, You know? It's purposely designed to make them fail um, test results. or It's like, yeah, they, they, you know, we all know that buying... Organic bad for you. Fruits and vegetables for hardworking families doing it organically, like they've done since the dawn of time, is the best solution. Like no one is even arguing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we protect ourselves? Well, the, so the oh jeez, I mean, you know, I, I think it would have been nice to have that I would grace have to period. Say, I mean, I'm a realist, dude. So. I, I would, the, the medical program, unfortunately, at some time in Maine, is going to probably get pushed out the way it has everywhere else. So I think anyone who's in the medical game right now and invested into facilities and things of that nature, like, you're basically going to have to go wreck at some point. And I, you know, no one knows what that'll bring. At some point in time, if the weed game is not fun, I'll just walk mm-hmm. and I'll just go right back to doing carpentry and woodworking. I'll probably do it over a weekend. Yeah. I'll literally file for a different LLC. I got all the tools. It's not like Other I forgot. level woodworking. It's not like I, 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 you hit it I, here I, first. Honestly, dude, a lot of times I'd probably be way happier. Like, I have no life. Yeah. I so while we're talking about you know, no life, you decided to take on another venture, which yeah. was the Hash Lab. The Hash yeah. Lab. Well, so the... Ha- oh, we were actually talking about that earlier. So... You had unused space. It the was unused a- space, I would say, there was a bunch of factors. That was way, way, way at the top of the list. Um, I mean, anyone who's, like, done a lot of processing with a lot of people in the state of Maine is going to attest to this. Like, you got to drop it off with them. Then you got to pick it up with them. You know, you got to drive maybe 40 minutes an hour to meet them. Wear and tear in the car, time, you got to coordinate it's and kind the hash of a thing, fucking pain in the ass. And the hash thing, honestly, this is my... The, I don't understand why more grows aren't vertically integrating with a solventless lab because doing solventless compared to a solvent-based one, there's, like, such an education difference. Normally, the learning curve is so much greater with doing, like, hydrocarbons and stuff in your BHO. Correct. And the investment normally is a lot more. For your hash lab... And this is not to downplay anyone because there are the artists that do their, you know, they're on the, they're doing innovative things like uh, Calipari melts and, and uh, Hot and Heady has really reasonable rates. Those guys are doing some great stuff and along with a whole other slew, but it's not a big investment and the learning curve is relatively short. And that, that is the truth of it. So I don't understand. I, I don't agree post- with that. I haven't. It I, can I, be I a price. It can be pricey still. Still have mm-hmm. a tag on it, but it's going to be a lot less than any other and type of. So I can tell you exactly what you're the- going to see. I'm already seeing a ton of growers just like myself look around at the other hash makers and they say, I could totally do that. Mm. And <laughs> maybe they can and maybe they can't. I, you know, I would um, mega raw, Calicori, Teddy. Salmon Falls. All them guys are going to Top Secret. I mean, there, there's, I'm probably even forgetting some people and I, you know, whatever. But, um, 
no, there's guys who've been doing it longer. There's guys who, you know, I'd had starts, guys developed their skills. Some that uh, have their signature strains, like Mega Raw has definitely grabbed himself a niche with that right. pie dough and the, and the yeah. off skirts of that. I, I don't think anyone's giving well, like, that's something know, where you can totally lock yourself in, and I think he's done that. He's been all over his craft. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, obviously yeah. he's an OG when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I would, so, uh, but you brought, I was even gonna like eventually potentially do something before I met mainly organic melts. And, uh, and that is the he one ended up becoming the first the employee ever. Yeah, the, the, the um, and is, you know, caregiver's assistant and all that now, um, for me. And so he's pretty much from moment one been doing just that. And that's kind of, you know, uh, where we've been at. Like I'm doing all the growing and everything. He's doing all the mm-hmm. processing. Um, but I initially was going to do it. I'm like, you a were going to be the guy doing it. No, I was going to no. do it on a, a smaller basis, yeah. but I, you know, it was in like a meeting with Mark Burnett with the main craft cannabis association and kind of, he was like presenting what was going on in Augusta and what was coming up in the next sessions and, yeah. you know, what, what we could anticipate and how, you know, our group could maybe, you know, help, uh, fund some of the lobbying efforts for the craft cannabis growers you know their their mission statement and goals and everything for the cannabis industry is very in line with ours mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know a lot a lot of them basically the same okay um and so you know he just he knows more about all that than anyone i have met you know i, I have definitely met people who have a way greater understanding of the political landscape and the the legal landscape Mm -hmm. and all of these different things that like a lot of growers don't know shit about Mm -hmm. i mean you get a lot of these guys they're gonna a they don't know b they don't care and you know c they don't think it's gonna affect them and it's gonna but there are dudes like who definitely know a lot more about all these things and mark is like at the top of that food chain dude he knows a lot um and That's so, what I was going to say. I think representation, informed and, and representation are going to be big on the state totally, level. Totally, Mad respect to that him. Could, Shout outs to him. That could ground. add to the longevity and the potential for maybe um, a happy medium found between a survival of a medical plan. Granted, I, I again, I'd have to say. Dude, that would be amazing, I think. You know. You know I hate to be that guy. Love to see but it go I a just, decade uh, or longer. You see what's <clears throat> happened in these other states. Everyone knows about all the fuck shit going on in this state. Yeah. And even if everyone who thinks everyone's going to fuck shit up in Maine doesn't, there's 10 motherfuckers lined up waiting to do it. Right, absolutely. So it's like totally, you know, like, it's not... I, I would love to mitigate that as much as possible. I, I would love to keep Maine as a craft cannabis destination where dudes can actually start a business and have the possibility of being successful without $2.3 million. That, that's ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's just, it's bullshit. And uh, unfortunately, the most well-funded cannabis companies, this state or otherwise, uh, are a joke. They grow the shittiest weed. They always have invest. They try to hire someone who can't run the facility, mm-hmm. and then they set the person up to fail yep. immediately by being investors. 
and like saying, no, we don't have money for this. No, we don't have money for that. How come you didn't get three pounds of light? And then that's when the Ponzi scheme all falls apart. And then the grower and the growers start hating the investors and the investors start hating the growers. And I mean, shit, I've seen this a million times. Mm. But um, the larger cannabis companies and the ones with the gigantic amounts of square footage and these kind of like mini wellnesses, wellness juniors, yeah, yeah, they cannot compete with craft cannabis. Mm-hmm. Not even no, I don't think so. I mean, yo, I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if they my can. Scale, I can't compete with someone who, let's say, that's got a ten lighter in their basement and they live there and they're wicked skilled. Yeah, those guys produce the best weed. Yeah, if you want the best weed anywhere in the world, you're gonna get it out of some motherfucker's basement. Dude lives there. Do you have some of those friends? Oh, yeah, dude. Nice. I smoked <laughs> But yeah, dude. I, I mean, yeah. No, I mean that. Because yeah, that's that generation the of guys who can get out there. start getting a little bit bigger than that, you lose control. The second you start bringing in other employees and other people, you're going to lose a little bit of a further control. The second you have like five employees, you have no control. It's not you. When you buy something from other level gardens... Like, it's me, my girlfriend, or mainly organics, Matt. Mainly organic melts, Matt. And we're the only three who touched it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, you know, am quality controlling the shit out of everything. You and, can you still know. function and be, be- bigger, but um, you're not you, going to be the same. Right. It's right now, you're buying a piece same. of me in that yeah. package. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I think that with, like, three total flower rooms and a lab... And, like, the team I have now, plus, like, one other, like, grower, you know. Kind of somebody on the outside. My right-hand man for me. Yeah. And two trimmers. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll be balls to the wall and just do nothing but work. But it, I can't stand dealing with people. <laughs> fucking, I mean, are you kidding me, dude? The, you bring on trimmers, dude, and you're all of a sudden you're oh like, my you're God. their dad, you're their boyfriend, you're their brother, <laughs> and like they just come with all their problems, dude. And I got no time of that. So, so that's another reason why the lab started. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have any good trim help. That was like, and then, so that was wicked problematic. The driving around. Uh, all over the place to do processing because I was pr- I was doing collabs with everyone. So I was, what if what if there was a distributor who would do that for you? What do you think of that? I, I people <laughs> float these ideas. I do. There's no way in the world I would ever pay someone to do something I could do myself. What if it's taken out of your hands? So what if what if that's one of the restrictions that comes on? How how are we going to be able to fight that? Where they're forcing distribution a distribution system well it would be if i i mean at at this Onto point the relationship like basically laughable and it would be fighting that unbelievably hard yeah that would be a completely fucked up situation i think it's being talked about i know it's being talked about but uh i don't know i feel bad for the people who uh came up with the idea yeah yeah me yeah. Too. yeah um me right, fucking well. too yeah yeah, I feel terrible. I feel so bad for them. But so, um, <laughs> yeah, so there was, a, you know, it, there's just the raw cost of the service fees. Um, so that has to be taken into account. And then, you know, everyone you've ever talked to about processing is like, dude, the system is set up 
for the grower to feel like they got robbed. Like, what grower does not have a story where they're like, oh, that processor brought me back this fucking percentage yeah, yeah, yield yeah. and yeah. blah, you know, and guys are cross-referencing and giving two 10-packs, one to each guy and weighing, you know, dude, there's a lot of factors. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors mm-hmm. um, that could go into that. And yeah, so I guess... You know, in theory, a lot of guys one, one in this bad industry don't trust anybody. Yeah. And so most, like, I think, so to, to, to kind of, like, wrap all this together, what you're going to see, and I've already talked to all these dudes who I hang out with, like, lots of guys like myself already have a lab that they're going to build and the room's just sitting there or, or in the process of doing it now. Yep. I mean, you're going to see a ton of vertically integrated solventless labs. So, so right. do, do you think that we're going to see then the price of hash go down? Probably. It the, the it's the it's of quite expensive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. More, you know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. If they're Fast, more, hash I is suppose, expensive. yeah, if you're going to have a lot more. It's, it's too expensive for most end users to make this fact. I think it would play a big part. I think that's where where medical would probably excel at a at a hash rosin at that level. Like if, if for the for the smaller guys, or does that matter? Does a good hash matter on the size of a room? Can because I've heard of like uh, you know farms out west that they're just growing outdoor all for for hash. That could be the one way that you might be able to start lowering <laughs> it is if you really start to drive like outdoor to it. But then again, it's still about like. You've had to find, I feel like, a bunch of high-yielding strains, which could then saturate the market with three or four strains. Because, look, the only one right now that's really proven to be worthwhile is GMO. And so I don't know what. I mean, it's others, funny because a lot of the hash makers, they would all say that this is true. Everyone, I, I made BHO a lot, but, like, all of the weed I've ever grown has done really well making hash concentrates. And not just... You know, rosin, BHO, fucking batter, luminosa, diamonds. Yep. Like, every guy I'd bring a package to would be like, oh, that's so nice. It's all, like, neat and clean and not, you know, people bring me all this bullshit. And then, like, they'd always be like, oh, my God, dude, you yielded so well. Like, but so strain-dependent. Guava Tangi is one of the best hash-yielding strains of all time. Oh, really? Right. And I'm not the only person who has it, No, too. no, no, like, right. Uh, Torma Cannabis no, had but it and lost it, and he was boys with all the Nebraska clicks. So I was like, yo, dude, I'll give it back to you. You know, you're yeah. cool. I like, love Oh, so, so that— yeah, He's got that Torma Cannabis that he just dropped. That is— That Teddy but, Walsh, so, but, too, but right? He had— the same cut, right? Lost it, but then I also had the same cut and gave it back to him because I didn't want him to not have it. I gave it to Zero Gravity. I've given it to Green Alchemist. Should have offered it to a bunch of people who didn't take it, and I'm like, what were you thinking? But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I don't know. At this point now, feel be kind of like, like I said, Torma had it like even before me. I. You, you know, were doesn't have it anymore. So you if they did, ever wanted um, it, I'd give it back to him, obviously. But like, yeah, you know, I don't know. At this point, it'd be kind of played out if someone was like, "Oh, dude, I want to grab the strain." Like, I don't know. I uh, really liked when strain. you. <laughs> I liked when you did the uh, monocrop, and I hadn't seen. I think we had maybe seen it once before, right. or somebody talking about it. Yeah. And doing it with agave tangy, because I can't say it the way I want to say it. <laughs> it's um 
you made it sort of a, a legend for the moment of yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Grave. Yeah. Grave tangy. Like agave tangy. Yo, I mean, that I just happened. Like, I, I did not know <laughs> that was going to happen. But the response like you got from it was off of it. huge. Out of this dude. world. Out yeah, of this I felt world, out of this dude. world. Yo, 100%, dude. Like, I, yeah. And so you put a stamp on it. By doing that, I mean it's other weird. other people will have it. I can say that it was proprietary. No, now I feel forced to grow it. Like, do you? Uh, yeah, it's got to yeah. stay in the garden. I have to. I have to. Yeah. No, I. We've uh, seen that happen in dude, other gardens. I'm definitely gonna be doing a ton of stuff with people under the stairs, genetics, and melting pot. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, we look forward uh, to it. I, I, I want to have probably like a bunch of other guys too. I'm going to, I want to have at least two out of the three rooms be only New England guys. And dude, honestly, maybe even long term, uh, just the whole facility, only like New England guys. I like that. Um, I got That's a what bunch of Dungeon Vault genetics, and like I met him before, and like I got a bunch of really nice packs he gave me that Vacation I definitely want to genetics. Fuck with. A dungeon ball. <laughs> any, any thoughts on vacation land genetics? <laughs> I have met dude. Uh, he actually was, yo, I felt like he wanted to hate on me. And then he came over to our table and smoked the guava tangy. And I, we, I could like, I almost guava feel like tangy. he came over to be like, yo, you're fucking whack. And then I just like handed it to him and he hit it. And I could just tell he was like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know dude at all. So guava I can't really speak tangy. on it. I did meet him once or, you know, tangy. like. I'm aware of him. He's wild as a motherfucker, I can tell, but, you know. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, I, I, I love watching him. I love to see what I'm shit he's blah. getting into because it's almost always there, dude. I miss watching him on the Instagram, honestly. I yeah, actually, I surely got blocked. I, I have seen <laughs> some random threads where he came in in the comments and I did laugh my ass off. Uh, like, dude, yes. Yeah. He's funny There's shit. off the wall like, shit there. I was super off the fucking wall. Yeah. 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 Nobody else yeah. I yeah. ever know. To be clear, though, to be clear, we did, uh, we ran, we saw each other at uh, Bonfire and we hugged and we kissed, but I'm still blocked. Yeah. <laughs> Baby steps, baby steps. So but. vacation land, if you're seeing this, unblock our boy Shirley. Yeah, well, dude, you know what land. the block thing to like, you know, I still How many don't people even, you block? dude, not a lot, and I still don't even <laughs> get know. out of here. That's I bullshit. Still don't even know <laughs> what. You don't block any customers. Come on, you dude, must. I got very few people that I blocked. I mean, Bye, some dude. people have come so fucking weird in the DMs that I'm like, oh my god, dude, I like just don't ever message me again but like I just not a lot dude I mean we can go on I, I do not think I have that many people blocked you know I feel really bad about a situation there's been a I don't know fucking Calicory thought I blocked him I thought he blocked me dude and now it's like it might even have just been a fucking like misunderstanding dude I don't mm -hmm. know man mm -hmm. I just I'm not really sure what to think about all that Instagram is fun it's, yeah, it's a good way to It's eventful. <laughs> it's eventful. It's a show in itself. Um, as much as people get it deleted, that's part of the theater. As, um, you know, I mean, that's really, seriously. Right. I mean, I what? mean, it doesn't say how many blocked accounts I have. Some people, people are like, yo, that person's sketchy as fuck. I'm like, okay, block them. I think the way that you respond, at least to to had for a little while i felt like i was on block <laughs> no no i'm kidding no yeah <laughs> well if you keep on pronouncing no block, you know what's so so dude i have a fucking carry i tell you what no 
you know what? So, like, I I don't know what goes on with Instagram because I have had, like, situations where I've been like, yo, it happened with Dungeon Vault Genetics, and it also, it was with Gas Pack Gardens. I was, like, following the Gardens page and the Labs page, and, you know, they got a really fucking interesting, unique setup. It's yep. wicked, neat, and fucking, it's dope, dude. I, and, I, and I've never done anything like that, but, you know, I admire it, obviously. Yep. And, uh... Did you reach out? I'm like, yo, are these guys posting anymore? And then I, like, saw someone, like, maybe, I don't know. Somehow I saw that someone else was, like, something with the gas pack gardens, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I went in... And then I just wasn't following them anymore. Huh. And then I just clicked follow and then I was. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them and they're like, dude, we have that happen to us. So Instagram, because so I like followed Dungeon Vault and X. Oh, I met right. the fucking guy, I got we you. hung out. Right. Like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, dude, is he like taking time off or like he's like not posting? You know? So it's weird. I, I have... Because IG does serve a good purpose that so you get to connect in that way. Even for cultivators, people of the industry, because you are a guy who likes the culture, likes the industry. Dude, I love chopping it up with other guys yep. about nerdy shit. Well, so it's it's amazing for that. It's the mm-hmm. best thing ever. The internet's really great for connecting people, but it's also a cesspool because you could just fucking take a bong hit and then get trapped in some bullshit storylines and all of a sudden you're like, God, I'm <laughs> fucking wasting my life, dude. I mean... Low-key feel personally attacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about other people. I was like... Basically, like, yeah. he's definitely talking about <laughs> it. I knew, I knew, but it's funny. I've been triggered at like There's a page yeah. that got blocked yeah. recently was um, Softly But Surely. Do you know anything about that account? No, Softly But Check Surely. Check it out. Oh, oh, no. oh, boy. Yeah, probably be a lot. It's, <laughs> it's not bongs. <laughs> oh, dude, I would love to see it. Well, so, dude, for me, I'm all business on there, bro. I, I go on there and I get shit done for work yep and that's it i'm out i'm trying not i'm not yeah i feel bad i'm like not even checking out other people's fucking pages and storylines like i don't have time i get a million fucking dms and it's a job just to go on there dude it is you know i try In to some be ways, still pretty cool though myself yeah um, you do i try to like post stuff that would be informative to others uh like when I installed that humidifier with the duct runs or you know because people hit me up about that shit and then I engage them and talk about it. Right. I mean Stuff that you to some degree to my share, detriment because you're like bit. quote unquote wasting time. But in discussing mm-hmm. that with someone you're like getting a better understanding of it yourself. You know what I'm saying? When you're like discussing why you do a technique or a craft mm-hmm. with someone or training them how to do it. You're like also um, instilling in yourself. Why is it that I do it exactly like mm-hmm. that? And you're like re subconsciously reexamining these things. Um, it's good so to I actually have really a- do like to teach people how to do shit, but unfortunately at the grow, I always feel this like total anxiety the second I walk in there because every day I'm like, oh, got like a tenth done of the shit I would love to get done. And so I'm like on perma anxiety attack that I'm like, fuck, I wish this building was done. Cause at some point it will be done and I'll just be like, oh, so we're just gonna, 
garden? Yeah. I'm like, whoa. When that's all you have left to do, it's, uh, yeah, you're going to have so much we're... free time. Oh, my God, dude. I'm going to open up a uh, McDonald's franchise, dude. Shit, Rock that's that right. Shit, You'll have too. plenty Maybe of time for that. Maybe the drive-thru, dude. Ooh. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh... Well, yeah, I'd love so to, I, I'd love I to go to another level gardens, Martin, uh, and McDonald's. I mean, sorry. Dude, <laughs> I, I would love to have a store, obviously. I mean, I, I do feel like, obviously, I'm not going to be trying to move into that in any of these, like, first stage, first phase type things. But, you know, what I'd like to do, you know, what I'd like to do is, you know, really get my shit together and, you know, keep the brand recognition where it's at. And, uh, you know, like I said, at some point merge into the rec market and then, you know, to someone else's detriment, unfortunately, I think a lot of these guys, these business plans that are a fucking joke and that like, they're so invested out the tits that like, they're going to go under and mm. out West, a bunch of stores and shit. There's going to be way too many stores. Yeah, Every asshole is going to open a store. Yeah. Most <laughs> of the people are not going to have what it takes to run them. And I'm not saying I do. Mm -hmm. I certainly wouldn't want to try to run this facility and, and a store. Right. So, you know, I don't know. That. There's complications there. What am I going to do? Hire a master grower? I mean, that's tough for someone like me who's, like, so particular. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't be done. Right. Um, but it's like, I feel like if I, at some point in time, let's say store X, Y, and Z... You know, I hear they're going to go under and sell. And, then, you know, out west, a bunch of guys got those places for way on the cheap, pennies mm -hmm. on the dollar, because now these people are, like, selling them because Yeah, a lot of the stores might become a different name within the next five years. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because um, uh, people are comfortable with the location. Or just over. a handful of them will go under, and then in that municipality that has, let's say, uh, you know, 50 stores that can be open in this town but then like you know 20 of them go under so then maybe all of a sudden i'm like geez dude we could get that place in the strip mall there they've actually kind of like changed some zoning and yeah you know, maybe we try to do that obviously i would love to do that I, at that this would point be a right time, place right I time just don't even see anything even remotely close to that i yeah. i don't want to like i wouldn't want to put that pressure on myself no. You know, I've already lived so much of life. Like, I, I feel like I can give it my all and, like, take this as far as I can take it. And then, like, if it ends, like I said, just totally transition just right out of it and be fulfilled and happy that, like... You did it. We were Have you been having fun 14. with it? Have I'm you been... 42. Yeah. Like, I've been at this. Yeah. I don't know really much more of what I could do. I mean, I guess, theoretically, I could get the record. I just want to say for the record that you look amazing for oh, 42. Oh, thank you, Shirley. Because you said, like, oh, when I was 35, I was like, wait, how old is this motherfucker yeah. again? Yeah. Like, I totally forgot. Well, that, you know what? Like, I, feel, I feel very bad because a lot of people think I'm, like... 27, 28, and then they're like, yo, this dude's so wise. How do he figure all this out? And it's like, dude, I'm like 42. I fumble around like a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you actually do the math, I'm just average, but, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So, um... Eric, thank you. 
Thank you for coming in oh, today. Dude, to the thank you guys podcast. for having me. We, we appreciate wrapping it with you, man. Yes. I feel like we could sit here and do this forever. We, we could. We could. Yeah. We could. It's, uh, <laughs> but but that's more what we're able to do we'll on totally a pretty regular basis. Back. But I'd love to have you back anytime yeah, you want. Yeah. Maybe we can get you with some other people as well. Rhythm, grace, and heaven have one man? Oh.